This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome back to Baldy's Breakdowns, where we give you all of our thoughts and opinions and analysis of what's going on in the NFL. I am Jason LaConfora at Jason LaConfora on Twitter. I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Brian Baldinger, at Baldy NFL on Twitter. But you guys already knew that. And we are continuing our season preview series to get you guys through the dog days of summer, to get you closer to week one um, and the games that really count in the standings. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe. Give us feedback on uh, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, the Odyssey app, wherever you you get your podcast goodness, and we thank you guys as always for tuning in. And and Baldy, we've got one division left standing here. Um, I'm not going to say this was necessarily by design. I'm certainly going to say we did not save the best for last because no one would argue that the AFC South is the best division in football. Perhaps it is, and will prove to be the worst. It is, however, interesting and. This is the last division for us to to size up, and I think we should start with the Colts, Baldy, um, because of the change they've made at quarterback again, and and maybe they got it more right this time in Matt Ryan, because that's an owner who seems to uh, make things clear on Twitter and otherwise about where things stand with him, and he was less than happy about the Colts' collapse last year to miss the playoffs. Um, and I do think on paper they're probably the best team in this division. Well, Jason, it's good to be with you. We're filming this, or taping this, I should say, Wednesday, August 17th. So we're three weeks away from the start of the season, and teams are starting to shape up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the Colts preseason action. And not that that's a, ga- you know, a gauge. Jonathan Taylor wasn't out there. But their starting offensive line was, and the receivers were out there. And the passing game didn't look very good. They, they're starting – Matt Pryor at left tackle right now. I'm a fan of Matt. I know Matt a long time. He played at TCU and played for the Eagles here. And I know Matt, but I, I just don't see him being a left mm-hmm. tackle. Like he is – he does not have – I don't think he's got the foot speed and the athletic ability to play out there. And I I, I just don't think you're going to get a consistent performance. And you better get one if Matt Ryan's your quarterback. Um yeah. He's been hit a lot. Yeah. You got to keep him upright. I think Matt can still play at a very high level. I'm not sure about the receiving core right now. Uh, Paris Campbell is on the field, but he has been very unproductive. He has not stayed healthy. Yeah. Um, Michael Pittman looks like he's their best player out there, mm-hmm. but he's not a speedster. He is a big, tough guy that catches the ball well. Alec Pierce, the guy everybody's excited about out of Cincinnati, but he's a rookie. And so, you know, the – They've always been a tight end kind of driven Frank Wright team. And um, I don't know. I mean, they look like a basketball team out there. Mo Alley Cox and mm-hmm. Jelani Woods are about six, seven. Yep. You know, they look like frightening. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure yet how long this thing is going to take, I guess is what I'm saying, to uh-huh. come together. Like, I think it will, but I, I think it might take a little time before they find the balance that they need. The running game should help the passing game. Because I think Jonathan Taylor is the real deal. Beast. And it might be tough to back up 1,850 yards, but, um, you know, and all the touchdowns he scored. But, you know, they're, they're going to be good on the ground, period. Frank will be committed to it. 
I just don't know how quickly this passing game can come around right now, Jason. Okay, well, let's dig deeper on that a little bit. Uh, they've discarded T.Y. Hilton in the past to only to bring him back. I'm not sure about how impactful he would be, but could you see them doing something like that to buttress the situation at receiver? And are there any other internal candidates who would catch your eye at left tackle? Well, I, I think at left tackle, I mean, the rookie they drafted, Bernard Ryman, you know, is a guy mm-hmm. that has, you know, has not played a lot of football, but he certainly at his level in the MAC conference was, uh, you know, was a really good athlete. And he looks like he's got the athletic ability to play out there. So Matt Pryor might be just holding the position down until Ryman gets gets enough seasoning and gets ready. I mean, that's I mean, he's a third round pick, but people thought that he had the ability to play left tackle yeah. in this league. And so I, I would say that's the leading candidate right now to go out there and play. It's a really important position. It's a, it's been in a position of flux for the last three years. And so, you know, they really have to kind of upgrade that and get that figured out. As far as the receivers, you know, they've got a bunch of guys there, Ashton Doolin and Desmond Patman and Kiki Kuti, who's just a slot guy. Yeah. They've got guys. But, you know, Matt Ryan has always had elite receivers. I mean, you know, whether it was Julio or Roddy. Tony, yeah. Yeah, going back to Tony. I mean, they just had an elite guy that he, he could go to. Almost his – his entire Roddy White was there when he got there yep. in 2008. I mean, he's had elite players on the outside to go to. And for a long time, long stretches, I mean, I don't care what the situation was, third down, red zone, third down, got to have a play. He he found those guys. I mean, I, there was, I was looking at something from 2010, Jason, yesterday uh, against Pittsburgh. I mean, Roddy White led the league in receiving that year. Uh, with 115 catches, but in the opening game of the season against Pittsburgh, he threw to him 23 times. Jeez. Like, you know, Matt, you know, he gets yeah. a guy, he just he leans wants a on. volume guy. Yeah. But, yeah. And so I don't know if any of these guys uh-huh. are that. But that, you know, that's kind of Maybe what you got to figure out. Right. Maybe three weeks before the start of the season. Like, that's kind of what they have to figure out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in limited reps and limited practices and all that kind of stuff. They, like I said, I, I think this might take a little while to figure out. You know, it's not, I don't think it's going to be day one they're going to have their passing game all figured out because it, it didn't look good uh-huh. at all in their first preseason game. Yeah. What about the other side of the ball? They obviously lose Matt Eberflus, but the, that's a pretty talented unit that has, uh, I think, held up pretty well the last few years. Well, I'm a big fan. You know, um, DeForest Buckner is, mm-hmm. you know, is their star defensive front guy. Quiddy Pay was drafted to be um, a star. And, you know, he hasn't played a lot of football either, but he's got great ability. He's got a great motor. Yannick Ngakwe, I mean, everybody wants to say right now that he is the missing piece, except they said that for the last four teams he's been on. Yeah. Since he, he don't play to run, I can tell you that. Huh? He don't play to run. So he's there to rush the passer, which is yeah. all right, which is a strength, except that it hasn't really been a nope. great strength. Nope. It wasn't. With the Raiders, it wasn't with the Ravens. Nope. Um, he it had wasn't a good at the run end with Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. He had a good run in Jacksonville. Um, when at, at one point they had the league's second best defense, and he was a part of it. But you know they, you know they just had a lot of players around him yes. too. So I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not here to anoint Yannick Ngakwe uh-huh. 
as this elite pass rusher right now until he starts doing it on a consistent basis and can get the strip fumbles that he had in Jacksonville and, and all of that. So, but you know, the, the linebackers, I mean, there's just really nobody like Leonard. Uh, yeah. You know, like Darius Leonard. I mean, there's just nobody. Um, now he had back surgery, Jason, maybe you have a little better report on that, but when I hear back surgery, it's never I kind of go, huh? Yeah. It's never a great thing. No, it isn't. And so, but I think him and Okereke and, you know, uh, Zaire Franklin, I mean, they, they had a really good crew there. Now, they brought in Stephon Gilmore. And Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore in 2019 was legitimately the defensive player of the year. He was great. Yeah. He hasn't been great the last two years. Hasn't stayed healthy. And so I go to see what you're going to get from Stephon Gilmore. It's not like, you know, he's a young buck out there right, right. now. Uh, Kenny Moore is, is a phenomenal player, uh, Pro Bowl player, deservedly so last year. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces, a lot of pieces um, that they can they can play with. So, but I want to see what Gilmore and Ngakwe can do because they haven't been great players. They're great in reputation, but they right. have not been great the last two years. Right. And so, I, I kind of want to see what those guys look like in this defense. Every year around this time, Baldy, I, I find myself usually looking at the Tennessee Titans roster and saying. I think this is the year they don't manage to win their 10, 11 games and get in the playoffs or win the division. Um, I always kind of am thinking there's been a little bit of brain drain or, you know, they, they lo- lost a guy here or there, maybe along the offensive line or whatever, where I kind of wonder if it, if it starts to crumble a little bit. I, I find myself kind of in that mode yet again, knowing that, Mike Vrabel proves me wrong on that every year. So I, I don't know. This is a team that it's been tricky for me to get a handle on recently. Well, you know, I, I think what people have to understand is the difference in this business isn't necessarily your, your roster or your star players. It's the coaching. And I just think Mike Vrabel's a great coach. Yeah. I think he knows how to push the buttons on this team. He knows how he knows what the identity is that he wants. Like he's got a, you know, like like his mentor in New England. He knows what he wants his team to look like. And so it may not always be, uh, you know, sexy. with it's not going to be sexy for yeah. sure. But, you know, they have they, they, they do a good job of kind of, okay, they lose Jack Conklin, they draft Dylan Radunes. Like he's got to step in and play right tackle. Um, you know, they lost Roger Saffold, they drafted Nate Davis. Yeah. Well, Nate Davis, when he first came out of University of North Carolina, Charlotte, like he didn't look like he could play dead. Right now he's he's a he's a really good player inside for him. They developed these guys, and so you know Taylor Lewan is a good player. I think at one time he was a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he's he, he's he's had some injuries, some some age and stuff. But he can still he knows how to play in this system. Like he's good for what they do. He's a tough guy. Yeah, he brings an attitude to the game. Um, you know, we haven't even you know I don't, I don't know how I've gone this far and not talked about the king. Yeah. Um, I, I don't is think the clay, is the king in decline a little bit though, Baldy. Well, no, he had one injury. He had one injury. He's had one injury, but before the injury, he was on pace to yeah. do what he does. He was on pace to go win the rushing title again and lead the league in carries and everything. And then he had an injury, so I'm not going to say he's in decline at all. Um, he doesn't look like it now. You know, running backs never look like they're in decline until right, you sit and start seeing them run. No, we're not going to see him in preseason, so we're not going to get any sort of beat on it. 
But my guess is he's going to come out hot and he's going to be really good. I don't know who they're going to throw to. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when, when they have to. Traylon Burks is, was there to – like the last time they played a game, Jason, it was a disappointing loss to Cincinnati. It was 19-16. to 16. The quarterback was awful. Yeah. He threw an interception on the first play, on the last play. He gave Cincinnati field position. But the best offensive player in the game was A.J. Brown. Like he had five catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. And like it was just chunk after chunk. Yeah. Like, like Mike Rabel definitely didn't want to lose him. No. And they lost him. Like he yeah. said, he'll be here. As, he said, quote, A.J. Brown will be here as long as I'm here. Yeah. That's what he thought of him. Yeah. And he's not there. And I don't know Robert Woods or, you know, uh, Ekine Westbrook. I, these guys that are there, uh, Traylon Burks, the, the rookie, I, you can't count on these rookies no. to come in there and just be star players. Like, I, you know, I'm not knocking Traylon Burks, but it's I know we have seen – Jamar, we've seen a couple guys come into this league and 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 really step up. I, I don't know that he's ready to do that yet, um, and so I'm a little bit concerned about that offensively. But defensively, I have no concerns. Jason. Right. This was the best, and I'm not speaking out of turn. And this is not hyperbole. They, they were the best defensive front in football. Yeah. Like you know what they, they did not last game. Face off and still somehow lost. They hit. They hit Joe 13 times. They sacked him nine times. That, but that's kind of what they did to Patrick Mahomes. They did that in a lot of games last year. Like this front of uh, when they line up the, to rush the passer of Simmons and Autry and Dupree, you know, and Landry, like they get after it as well as anybody. Yep. And Jeffrey Simmons might be the most underrated player in this whole league. Now, I know that's a popular phrase, who's the most underrated. But yeah. he, he affects the defensive front. As good as, I mean, he's not Aaron Donald, but, you know, after Aaron Donald, he's as good as anybody else in this league. Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. You know, pick a guy that's an interior disruptor. He's as good as anybody, if not better than everybody. And Bud Dupree got healthy and he was a factor. And Harold, Lynn, like, and then you look at, you know, they, they picked up Zach Cunningham, you know, when Houston was just letting guys get out of the <laughs> yeah, building. Give, last giving year. it away. Yeah. Yeah. They're just giving guys away. So, you know, he's a really good player. You know, and then you look on the back end, I don't, you know, there's not many guys that play the game like Kevin Byard. Yep. I mean, he could take it away. He leads. He plays every game. He plays every snap. Uh, he's a leader. Like, he's an elite safety, you know, and then, you know, the, the corners are good. So, defensively, I have no concerns that they can, on a regular basis, Jason, I don't care who they play. Yep. They can keep the score the at game. 17 yeah. points or less, yeah. which looks like a Mike Frable built team. Yeah. Well, maybe we've buried the lead here, Baldy, but yeah. we haven't mentioned the quarterback yet other yeah. than in passing. Um, you know, I I kind of wonder if Ryan Tannehill, deep in his heart of hearts, kind of knows his last best chance to taste Super Bowl glory in Tennessee is in the rearview window. We know that Malik Willis is in the rearview window and possibly gaining ground by the week. Uh, this is not the offensive line that he had when he sort of, uh, you know, knocked Mariota aside and, and took, uh, took a stranglehold on that job. It's a little older, a little more beat up. You mentioned the turnovers that really started to manifest themselves late last year. What's your level of concern about Ryan Tannehill, if any? Well, I mean, he, he himself, the, the, his own admittance, Jason, 
is he went to see a psych. Did he see go to see a psychiatrist in the offseason? Something about like that. that last performance, I think he he he, yeah. he had sports got, psychologist he, or whatever. He yeah. sought out some some kind of counseling, you know, because he he couldn't. It was a terrible month. Like he woke up every day thinking it was my fault. We lost because of me, and you know that's a hard that's a hard stain to get rid of when a player feels like that, mm-hmm. especially at the quarterback position. And so I I think he'll be rehabilitated enough to go win games because they're a good they're a good team the way that they want to play. I don't know that, you know, like some of these teams that are, uh, you know, have flaws that they're built for a, a postseason run. But you know, watching Malik Willis start the other night, yeah, interesting. He's player. so exciting; it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you know, you saw him against the Ravens. I mean, yeah. he looked like the next coming of Lamar. Yeah, you know, they can't. They, if it was flag football, they couldn't rip the flag off him. No, the arm is, the arm is great. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, the ball just jumps out of his hand. He made one throw to Racy McMath. I mean, what kind of a receiver's name is that? Racy yeah. McMath. Yeah. You know, 48 yards, like on a dime. Now, he missed some throws. And sure. He, probably he holds the ball too long. There, there's stuff he did, he's got to work did some of that stuff. But the talent is undeniable. Yeah. And you could tell, even on that, you know, that scramble for a touchdown, you know, sometimes you can just tell how the players like you. Like, they couldn't wait to get in the end zone and celebrate with them. They – I just think, and I said this when they drafted him, like they would be foolish not to have a package, um, you know, sure. week one for for him. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying just go run the ball either. No. I'm saying like just to change it up, you know, read option throws. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, RPOs. Like I, I think there's just a place to get him on the field. And I don't think Tannehill should take that as, you know, as a direct challenge. I just think the guy is so dynamic and so talented and such a like a fun guy to be around. Like I think he would give this team a lift. And it wouldn't just be King Henry and you right. know um play action passes and, and that kind of stuff. I, I think he could give him a different dimension. Well, let's turn our attention to the Jacksonville Jaguars next. Um We've talked in the past, Minnesota sort of addition by subtraction, right? Ding dong, the witch is dead. Like Zimmer had, like the Zimmer thing was over. It had to end. They went in a completely different direction with their hire there. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this thing or not. Nothing in my history of covering the league, and I covered Dan Snyder's Washington Redskins teams when they were still called Redskins in their prime, and by their prime, I mean peak dysfunction. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever seen any S show quite like that Urban Meyer S show last year. And it makes it difficult. It talk about stains. It's such a stain. I'm not even sure to ho- how to evaluate anybody who had to try to coach football or play football under him because he didn't know. He didn't care. He could not have been more emotionally disinvested if he tried. And he's a horrible human being. I I refuse to even address him by name. I just call him the other coach. Yeah. The guy that was here. Like, I just, I, I, I almost, you know, it's like I just whitewashed him. <laughs> like, right on, right out of the NFL. Yeah. Um. So, I, that's how I just referred to it. So, I watched him the other night. They played, I mean, it's preseason. But they played with so much, and this, they played with so much energy. Like, it, I think it's addition by subtraction. Like, I know Doug Peterson can coach. And I like his staff a lot. Like I, I like Doug. He's he's a good he's he's a real adult. Yes. Um. And 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 he's talented. 
and he's learned from some really good people along the way. But so he's going to help this whole franchise, no question. But you, when you watch this Trayvon Walker play, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you you can't tell at Georgia about some of these players because of how Kirby, you know, put them in a position yes. to be the best team, not not showcase nope. all their talents. You watch him rush off the edge now. I don't, I don't know if he's Jadevian Clowney. I think he's going to be a better player than Jadevian. But I think when you watch him, like he has that type of pass rush disruption to him. Um, he's got tremendous power. And he's just learning. Uh, like they have they have real talent defensively on this team. You know, even with the other coach, you know, they, they brought yeah. in Shaq Griffin. And they brought in Rayshon Jenkins, like proven veteran players. Like they all showed up the other night. And, you know, this Chad Moom, all he did was make every tackle at Wyoming. Like he's a good player. Yeah. Devin Lloyd, like they got young talent on defense. I think they're going to be pretty good. Offensively, I don't know. Like it's great to see a guy like, you know, um, Travis Etienne get on the field yes. and look like nothing happened last year. Yes. Like he looked fully healthy. And so you get a running game, you get a, a, a pretty good offensive line, mm-hmm. and then you add some weapons around Trevor Lawrence. Like, we should see him take a jump this year. I, I think Jacksonville is going to be very competitive. I, I don't know how many wins that means, right. Jason, but, but they're this not, is not getting blown be, out every week. Yeah. I mean, look, since their Super Bowl run, since their AFC championship run uh, with Doug Marone, I mean, that franchise was. Probably as bad as any in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, every star player got out of there. Nobody wanted to be there. Nope. The, the, you know, the Urban Meyer, the other coaches. Oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> cookie jar. Yeah, cookie jar. <laughs> you know, so, like, this is a lot to clean up. But I feel like there's a lot of young talent there. And I'm excited to watch them. Like, I, I could turn on a tape and go, I got to get through this Jacksonville game. Like how quickly can I get through it? Yeah, right. So it, a lot is going to should be on Trevor Lawrence. Can he be accurate enough? Can he make good enough decisions? Okay. You know, can he bring the team from behind in the fourth quarter? Like those are the things that it's almost like a red shirt year last year. Like these are the things that we want to start to see from him this year. As much as, again, and I'm with you, I, I want to discard everything that happened last year because no team deserved to be inflicted with what they were inflicted with. However, I know people on that previous staff and people in that building, and everybody loves Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know what you were, but I, I was hearing this, and I don't think it was dudes making excuses. It was, hey, we might need the legs to activate to get the arm where we want to be. Hey, he might really need more RPOs. He might need to be out in space. The owner doesn't want him to get hit, but that might be what we need to do. Did did, did you hear any of that? Because I was hearing what he was asked to do to, at Clemson was more rudimentary maybe than some thought. And the full field reads and, you know, two guys deep, a guy intermediate, two guys um, shallow – in a traditional sort of drop back passing offense wasn't really happening with him. Now, maybe part of it is because of the dudes whose name we're not going to speak, but like even at practice, I would hear guys saying like, we might have to, if you really want to unlock him, you might have to be willing to do some of the stuff that Clemson was willing to do with the legs. 
Well, the talent, or you know, talent around him at Clemson, you know, was world class. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the receivers, the backs, the defense. I mean, he did. I mean, he was. He, he look. He he did a lot of great things at Clemson, but you know, sometimes you just have to look at what was around him too. I I honestly, I just. I have a, the only question I have about him. I don't have a question about his ability to, to read or see. I do have a question about is he Joe Burrow, you know, accurate? Is he because that's what Joe Burrow is. Like yeah. he can put the ball exactly where yeah. he wants to put it consistently. Um I don't know if I see that from Trevor. I mm-hmm. want to see more because I, I like I said, I'm giving him a red shirt. Um, just the, the design, the play design last week in the first preseason game was, was so much more advanced than yeah. anything we saw last year. I think that's going to help him. Uh, I, I know this about Doug. Doug is his greatest strength to me, Jason, is he's a great collaborator. And so he will, if, if some of the things you're saying are true, they'll see it in practice and they will adjust the game plan accordingly. And so whether it's, pre-snap motions, flooding zones, rollouts, whatever. Like, they'll play to his strengths. So I, I feel like the offense will be built properly around what he does best. Bringing up the rear, the Houston Texans. I mean, you, you want to talk about a team that's willing to take its time in a rebuild. You mentioned earlier in this show them just giving away players. I think that... The ugliest part of their rebuild, I guess, is kind of sort of over. I don't know, Baldy. Do do we think they're trying to win games more this year? Or, you know, Cully was hired to be fired. I mean, there's just there's been some shameful stuff that's happened there. Like it 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 hasn't been the the kind you know, the kindest, gentlest uh rebuild we've ever seen. I, I, I kind of feel like they're they're ready to try to start competing. I kind of think. I guess I'll have to see it on Sundays, but I, I feel like the games kind of matter to the owner a little bit now, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, you know, when I watched, I'm trying to figure out just how they're going about building this thing right now and what it what is the rebuild. You know, like you look at, to the whole structure here. Like, what is Nick Casario doing? Um, exactly. I think he's calling plays. <laughs> I'm only being quasi facetious. Like, I think he's doing everything and anything he wants to do. That's what I'm told. Yeah, but but I, I'm trying to figure out the plan. Nah, you know, like, we're, like okay, um, you know, like everybody can see that Derek Stingley had talent. Okay, like it's pretty easy to go draft Derek Stingley. I don't know if I would do it with the third pick, but I, right. I, I understand uh, the need for the position. I just don't know where, like, where the points are going to come from. Like, I, I like this kid a lot, Damian Pierce. He was their best player uh, the other night. He's not a – I don't think he's a running back number one. Right. Um, he never was at Florida, but he he runs the right way. Like, he's, he, he's going to gain yards. Um, but you just – it looks to me like they're an expansion roster. Yeah. Like an expansion franchise roster. That's that's what it looks like after all this, you right. know. And after all the teardown, yeah. That's all the teardown. They they still look like an expansion roster. Like I'm trying to figure out where the the pass rush is coming from and yeah. what they're doing. Like 
you know, the offensive line, they've, they've been drafting these guys forever. But at the end of the day, you know, they got A.J. Cannon there who was, you know, basically, a, you know, cut from Jacksonville and Justin Britt, you know, cut from Seattle. And yeah. Like they just got, you know, like Philip Dorsett is still running routes. Now, I don't know how many teams Philip Dorsett's been on. Man. But, you know, I just you just look around, you go, all right, Brandon is Cooks this? is on how many different teams now? Yeah. So I, I'm just trying to figure out what – is there a plan? And – because you, it always starts with the plan. The players got to know what that plan is. They got to see it. They got to hear it. They got to believe it. All the players don't. <laughs> Maybe like, the plan is third overall ain't good enough. Maybe the plan is we need number one. All right. So I don't know. I mean, you yeah, tell I me. I, I, I'm, I'm not even. I mean, I'm kind of being like busting their balls, but I'm also kind of not. Like, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they are in their rebuild. I'm not sure what what rock bottom looks like for them. I'm not sure Lovey Smith wasn't just brought in to be another replaceable guy to wear 15, 16, 17 losses and then chuck them aside for McCown or whoever the hell you really want to hire. Like, I don't know. Well, it was, it was, I, 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 you know, the hire was a little unusual to me, not knocking Lovey. He's had success in this league. Um, he's got a, you know, he's got a pretty, proven system. I don't know that it's still viable in today's spread offense. Yeah. 15 years ago, it was rocking. Yeah. I mean, it's good if you have, you know, Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher at middle right. linebacker, you know, and, um, and, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you know, you're leading the league in takeaways and stuff. It might be, but I don't know in today's, you know, in today's uh, spread offense that that's the defense you want to be playing. Uh, I see college defenses coming in here, these multiple fronts and, you know, these three-man rushes and, you know, all these different things that aren't what Lovey does, um, you know, in order to try to contain it. Yeah. So I, I don't know where they're at. I just don't. Um, you know, Davis Mills played really well the last five games yeah, last yeah, year. he's interesting. In his second chance to start. So, you know, I, I don't want to knock Davis Mills. Yeah. I think if he stayed in college at Stanford and came out, you know, yep. uh, he fared this pretty year, good in like, that draft. Yeah. He, yeah. he probably would have been a first or second round pick, yep. you know, yep. and not where he was. So, like, I'm looking at all of this and I'm just trying to try, trying to figure out. Trying to make like, it I make can see, yeah. I, I, you know, like Jacksonville, like they, they kind of tore it down and now they're kind of building they're coming it up. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they look like they're light years away from everybody else in that division right now. Yeah, it's a strange operation. Um, if they do whack another coach, that that would be that would be something. Um, well, it would be something. It would be something. I don't know what you're telling your fan base that you can't find a coach. Like, is that because nobody believes that you have the the necessary pieces in the front office? Yeah, and you know, all and and all of that to go put together a world class franchise. Well, it starts with ownership. I'll leave it at that. Uh, this has been our look at the AFC South. We have completed our divisional preseason tour that has gotten us up to the second week of exhibition games. And we will be back next week to take you around the league. What Baldy's seeing and hearing as he gets around what I'm seeing and hearing. Um, we'll continue to get you ramped up for week one and take you right through this NFL season as we always do. We thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Jason Lockenfor at Baldy NFL. Um, 
Give us feedback, subscribe, rate, review us wherever you download your podcast goodness. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we will do this again next week. Baldy, be safe. Be well, my friend. Um, and m- maybe we'll figure something out about the Texans between now and the end of the season. Maybe. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll watch your preseason action this yeah. week. I'll probably still gush about Damian Pierce again yeah. after yeah. what I saw last week. Franchise so I'll, 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 find, I'll find the bright spot there. Go, You do that, brother. You do that, yeah. however long it takes. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next week.